Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. However, he said to me, you know, Brother Egan, he said, uh, I'm completely healed of my sugar diabetes. I haven't had a shot of insulin in over two years. Now he's about 72. He was 69 when he had his last shot of insulin. Now you think about it, from 39 to 69, which is 30 years. Well, you just ask any doctor when your pancreas has been dead and hasn't produced any insulin for 30 years, it's not going to start producing any ordinarily. Amen? But his did. Same doctor he'd had all through the years. Took him off insulin. Hadn't had a shot of it. Didn't need it. Hadn't had it in over 30 years. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue with Reverend Kenneth E. Hagan's series, Answered Prayer, An Obtainable Goal. This teaching will strengthen you in the area of prayer, so stay with us. And later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Reverend Hagan for this good word. Now go over to the fourth chapter of Romans, start reading with the 17th verse now. And notice the contrast between these two kinds of faith. Now notice, 17th verse, Before him whom he believed, this is talking about Abraham, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that that which he had promised, he was able also to perform. Amen. Now, do you see any difference between Thomas's faith and Abraham's faith? Decidedly, yes. Notice concerning Abraham's faith. Notice the latter part of that 18th verse, Romans 4, 18. He believed according to that which was spoken. He believed according to that which was spoken. He believed according to that which was spoken. Now, what did, it, what did Thomas believe? I'll not believe unless I can see and feel. Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. See the word is? Folks trying to get Abraham's blessing with Thomas's faith. And it won't work. You can't do it. You can't do it. Amen. He believed, Abraham believed according to that which was, which was spoken. Well, you see, we've already taken step number one here. We found the scriptures that promised us the things we we're praying for. We've already got the word for it, God's word for it. Then we believe according to the word that was spoken. Hallelujah. Not according to what we see, not according to what we feel, not according to what our physical senses tell us. We believe according to that which was spoken. Amen. Hallelujah, how important that is. How important that is. Now, uh, you see many good people, splendid, wonderful people, no, no insinuation at all. Many of them are, have developed spiritually way beyond some of us in some areas, fail to see these truths and in some areas of their life are defeated. I, I never will uh, forget, you know, ministering there in Fort Worth for a minister. When I first went there, I was only in my 30s. The pastor, when I first preached for him, was 55 years old. I think about the last time I preached for him, he was about 62. Over about a seven-year period, I held about five meetings in his church. Now, it was discovered, he discovered when he was 39 years old that he had sugar diabetes. 
And all those years, he'd given himself a shot of insulin every day. Well, he tried to get a hold. See, I, I, I preached seven meetings for him, or in his church about seven times. Uh, first time, preached four solid weeks there, teaching on faith. He sat there and listened to faith taught every single morning. Second meeting, three weeks. Other times, I just filled in some times over a 10-day period there one time. And, uh, and so on. Well, I, I was in Fort Worth preaching in, in another church in the south part of town and called him and then my wife and I went and had lunch with he and his wife. Then we were sitting in their home talking with him and he said to me, Brother Egan, you know, said I'll be 72 next month. In fact, actually less than 30 days, but the next calendar month. And I'm going to resign, pastor. I've pastored this church for 42 years. Now he said at my age, if I could find an adequate and see, we didn't have Rama then to train some adequate people. And he said, if I could find some adequate assistance, I'd stay on for a while. And I could be running a whole lot more people than we run if I had help. But one man can't pastor but so many sheep, you know. And so he had, uh, he'd held it at a certain level. In fact, he'd started, I, I forgot how many churches he told me he started out of his. Just in the, uh, seeming like it's over 30 churches he started out of his. He, through the years, you know, 42 years, he said, we, we've given them some time. Now think about this. We've given them anywhere from 30 to 300 members. We've given them as much as $6,000. Not to sound big now, a lot of money to help start another church. Amen. Because he said, you see, uh, for instance, he said, the, uh, and he's telling me about an assistant he had then, has had to let go. Uh, they, they just won't take over and run everything. Well, as long as the senior pastor's there, he runs everything. Associate pastors need to learn to keep their mouth shut whether they agree with it or whether they don't get into their business. Amen. amen. I said, amen. They're there to support the pastor. That's right. They're not there to try to paddle their own canoe and run their own thing. Amen. amen. And so this assistant, without asking him, without saying anything to the pastor, uh, there's one lady that had been a Sunday school teacher for 35 years and he just removed her from her class and the class was all upset. She'd been teaching them for years, you see. And he just put her out, you know, I'm going to put somebody else in there. Well, that's not his place. No, 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 don't talk to anybody. And then other things, even worse than that. So he said, I just had to let him go. You could understand why I had to let him go. But if I could get adequate help, he said, if I could get a couple of assistants, you know, well, we could run three or four times the minutes we're running and I'd stay on and help because a man with 42 years experience pastor in one church would have a lot of wisdom. Amen. And we'd keep going, but I can't get adequate help, so I'm, so I'm just going to turn it over to a younger man just retire. And he did. However, he said to me, you know, Brother Egan, he said, uh, I'm completely healed of my sugar diabetes. I haven't had a shot of insulin in over two years. Now he's about 72. He was 69 when he had his last shot of insulin. Now you think about it, from 39 to 69, which is 30 years. Well, you just ask any doctor, when your pancreas has been dead and hasn't produced any insulin for 30 years, it's not going to start producing any ordinarily. Amen? But his did, same doctor he'd had all through the years, took him off of insulin, hadn't had a shot of it, didn't need it, hadn't had it in over 30 years. Amen. Think about that. Think about that. And so I, uh, I asked him, but Brother Brown, how did, you know, how, you know, I just wonder how it came about. He said it finally dawned on me what you were saying. 
Now you think about a wonderful man, one of the most marvelous pastors and wonderful men of God I ever preached for. He said, uh, really, he said, I, I should say it finally dawned on me what Jesus said because all you was doing was just preaching what Jesus said. Yeah. Now you think about that. You'd preach seven meetings for him. And from the first time you preached for him till the time he was here was 14 years. It finally dawned on me what you were saying or it finally dawned on me what Jesus said. When you pray, believe you receive. And he said, I finally saw what I was trying to do. See, I'm trying to have my healing first and then I'm going to believe it. But the Bible said exactly opposite. You got to believe it first and then you'll have it. So he said, I stayed there and departed with him. You know, he said, I get up and go over there to church next door and pray every morning from 5.30 to 6.30, sometimes longer. But every morning, he'd be over there praying. Tell you a little side thought. You mind me telling you that? Be very interesting. Uh, he had a big old German shepherd. Well, it's just a young dog, but German shepherd that was, he called, uh, oh, wait a minute, his name got away from him, but it, Jeff. And, 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 and he's big. He weighed 100 and some odd pounds, 120 pounds, that dog. Great big German shepherd. And so he said, I must have, because I went in the side door of the church, and I must not close the door good. Because he said, you know, afterwards he discovered the doors open. He said, I was up there in the oh, had, had most beautiful prayer room that you've ever seen. Just marvelous. And his church was a praying his church I was ever in. So he said, I'm in that prayer room. You know, I'd been kneeling, praying, walking, praying. Uh, see, there's an altar all the way around the edge of the room, you know, we'd kneel there. And he said, finally, just sit down on the floor because, you know, he'd been over there for an hour, you know, and I was sitting there on the floor, you know, with my eyes shut, praying God, uh, rebuking the devil, actually. I'm, I'm just rebuking the devil, you know, and commanding him to take his hand off my people. And about that time, I felt this hot breath in my mouth. <laughs> I felt that hot breath right in my face. Boy, he said, said chill bump just popped out all over. I thought, my God, the devil's right here, boy. And he said, that's afraid to open my eyes. I mean, felt like the hair on my neck just stood straight up, you know. And he said, I rebuked the devil again. And I felt that hot breath right in my face. And I'm afraid to open my eyes. I know the devil just right there. So I rebuked the devil again. And I felt this hot breath. I find open my eyes and saw old Jeff. He said, man, I, I mean, I never was so glad to see a dog in my life. I just, I just put my arms around him and hugged him. <laughs> well, I just wonder what you would have done. <laughs> Probably the same thing. <laughs> Scared you. He said, oh, boy, I thought for a while the devil had just come right in that room. And there he was a rebuking the devil. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes those things get your attention at least, don't they? Get you start to listening. I remember one time I was preaching there in Dallas, you know, and it's cold. It's in the fall of the year, and they got a northern come in, and you know, people out working all day come in to eat a big supper. You don't come to church, and that building's warm. They'll just go to sleep. It isn't that the devil put them to sleep. It's just natural. And folks get sleeping. It's hard to preach to a congregation like that. You know that. <laughs> You know, boy, they're going to sleep all over the building. It's really too warm, to tell you the truth about the matter. But my building, I didn't have anything to do with it. I'm just a guest speaker. But they just, and you know, this was, oh, this was uh, years ago. This was, uh, oh, 25 years ago. Or nearly 30, I guess. And, and, and I just suddenly said, uh, you know, just to get their attention. Sometimes you have to, you all have to learn that. I just suddenly said right out loud, I said, you wouldn't think my wife's 65 years old, would you? 
Well, she was about 40-something, you know. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, everybody woke up. I mean, people in the back of the building got up and stood up. I mean, everybody. I got everybody. I said, she's not. I went right on teaching. <laughs> you have to do that sometimes. Whether you realize that or not, you know, get people awake, get their attention, get them started to listen. They'll sit there and drift off and, you know, they'll go off thinking about different things. <laughs> amen. I said, amen. Amen. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. I have a book. It's called The Untapped Power of Praise. And, uh, Uh, It's part of the offer uh, this month and as well as a uh, prayer and praise uh, CD, two CDs that my dad did on prayer and praise and my book, The Untapped Power of Praise. And there is about uh, 154 pages. uh, uh, Well, actually, it's uh, six chapters. And each of these, each chapter is a message that I have preached Mm -hmm. about praise and then they took them and put them into, into this book. And you, you want to get this book. This is a tremendous tool that you can have that helps you to know about praise and how praise works and how to make it work in your life. And for retail, that's $25.95, but we're offering it for $19.95. Yeah, for, for both, both. of them. Call now and get this dynamic special offer. Don't delay. Call today. 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow, Rev. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his series on Answered Prayer, an Obtainable Goal. We'll pick up with this great message then on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.